0: America it's me the my vaccine guy with exciting news my vaccine is now available in all 50 states of the greatest nation on earth Woo! my vaccine is the vaccine for conservatives you storm the Capitol? let my vaccine storm your capillaries <laughs> just go to any vaccination site and say hey can I get my vaccine they'll know what you're talking about <laughs> We'll give you one dose of my vaccine and throw in another dose 21 to 28 days later for free. Free. For free. <laughs> Patriots, I guarantee that my vaccine does not contain a Bill Gates tracking device. Heck, you know my vaccine's conservative because it's Tucker Carlson's only remaining advertiser. Think of it this way every <laughs> my vaccine that you get is one that a Rachel Maddow viewer doesn't get. What do you think about that, Lib? Suck it. Come on. Look, I'm not going to give you the science. Let's be honest. You don't like the science. I don't like the science. Whatever. Just stick it in your arm.
1: My vaccine is just the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine under a different name. Promo code AOC does nothing.
0: Do not wait, patriots. Get the My Vaccine. Please just get the vaccine.
1: I want to go to the movies. Yes. I want to go to the movies, too. Just get the damn vaccine.
0: Well, I don't know why I came here tonight.
1: That's why.
0: I got the feeling there's something right. No way. In case I fall off my chair And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right Here I am, stuck
1: in the middle with you Yep From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the Bradcast As heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 FM FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 in Ridgecrest and China Lake, California. Also in Red Bluff and Redding, California on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's queso Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. Rochester, New York's WRFC down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day for you on the Internet, for your listening pleasure. On the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker. An all around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today and welcome to the Bradcast. Uh, first, and I'm going to open up the phone lines today. Uh, Desi Doyne, do you know that? 818 985 5735. Stand by. Stand they're, by. They're for coming calls. in. Stand by for calls. 818 985 KPFK because there's a lot of stuff going on. So, probably a lot that you guys may want to talk about. Uh, But first, before we get to any of the divisive stuff, let's just take a moment to enjoy one rare moment that is not divisive today, at least as far as I know, Uh, a moment that really all of mankind can celebrate today. NASA's experimental helicopter called Ingenuity rose into the thin air above the dusty red surface of Mars on Monday achieving the first controlled Earth-deployed flight by any aircraft on another planet.
2: Altimeter data confirms that Ingenuity has performed its first flight, the first flight of a powered aircraft on another planet.
1: That we know of, in any event... Just saying. Uh, The uh, Triumph was uh, hailed as a Wright Brothers moment. The mini four-pound copter even carried a bit of wing fabric from the Wright Flyer that made similar history at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, back in 1903 as it hovered above the red planet today. It was a short uh, short trip, just 39 seconds and 10 feet, but... It accomplished all the major milestones. Project manager Mimi Ong, offering a virtual hug to her socially distanced colleagues in the control room as well as those at home because of the virus, said, quote, We have been talking so long about our Wright Brothers moment, and here it is. Flight controllers at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory here in California declared success after receiving the data and images via the Perseverance rover. Ingenuity hitched a ride to Mars on Perseverance, clinging to the rover's belly when it touched down in an ancient river delta in February. The $85 million helicopter demo was considered high risk, but high reward. Scientists cheered the news from around the world, even from space, and the White House offered its congratulations. The uh, copter hovered more than three times longer than the first successful flight of the Wright Flyer, the Wright Brothers, uh, which that lasted a mere 12 seconds on December 17, 1903. Hardly seems like that should count as a flight at all. At all, I, I think I could jump in the air for 12 seconds, can't I?
3: (laughs) No, you can't. Maybe maybe I can't.
1: (laughs) To accomplish all of this, the uh, helicopter's twin counter-rotating rotor blades needed to spin at 2,500 revolutions per minute. That is five times faster than is needed to uh, take flight on Earth, with an atmosphere just one percent the thickness of Earth's Uh, Engineers had to build a helicopter light enough with blades spinning fast enough to generate this otherworldly lift. More than six years in the making, Ingenuity is just 19 inches tall. Its fuselage containing all the batteries, heaters, and sensors is the size of a tissue box. The carbon fiber foam-filled rotors are the biggest pieces on the aircraft. Each pair stretches four feet tip to tip. Ingenuity also had to be sturdy enough to withstand the Martian wind, and is topped with a solar panel for recharging the batteries, crucial for surviving the minus 130 degree Fahrenheit Martian nights. That's minus uh, 90 degrees Celsius, if you uh, if you prefer. Uh, but sounds nice though, huh? Can't wait to visit. Just negative 130 degrees Fahrenheit overnight.
3: Yeah. You know, it's just like Antarctica on a really, really cold day. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Elon Musk has plans for it. I hope that uh, he's got plans to bring some nice heaters. NASA chose uh, a—because he wants everyone to go to Mars for some reason. NASA chose a flat, relatively rock-free patch for the airfield. For Ingenuity, following Monday's success, NASA has named the Martian airfield Wright Field for the Wright brothers. Uh, the uh, NASA's science mission's chief, Thomas Zurbuchen, announced while these two iconic moments in aviation history may be separated by time and millions of miles of space, they now will be forever linked. Up to five increasingly ambitious flights are planned and they could lead the way to a fleet of Martian drones in decades to come, providing aerial views, transportation packages... Uh, Is is this another Amazon thing? Is that what this is about?
3: (laughs) Expanding Amazon to Mars? God, I hope not.
1: Transporting packages? What? Damn it. Anyway, uh, and it would also serve as lookouts for human crews. On Earth, the technology could enable helicopters to reach new heights. Uh, With the technology uh, learned on Mars, doing things like more easily navigating the Himalayas. And as it happens, the broadcast has the tiniest part in all of this, in that our uh, former super-duper associate producer, Marco Paez, who joined us on the program on the day that Persever- uh, 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 Perseverance landed on Mars, she actually worked at JPL on the Sherlock tool that is on Perseverance that investigates and sniffs out soil sample and rocks for signs of, uh, I guess, current or former life on the planet, as I understand. It. So, yes, one small step for NASA and JPL, perseverance and ingenuity, one giant leap for the broadcast. How about that?
3: <laughs> I'll take it.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and uh, in, in another uh, landmark achievement for mankind today, at least here in the U.S., one more piece of what should be non-controversial news for now, though You can call me at 818-985-5735 if you have a differing view. But all Americans older than 16 years of age as of today are eligible to receive a COVID vaccine shot wherever they may live, in all 50 states and in Puerto Rico. Uh, As President Biden announced this morning in a short video clip posted to Twitter.
2: Folks, I have good news. Everybody is
1: eligible as of today get the vaccine. We have enough of it. You need to be protected and you need in turn to protect your neighbors and your family. So please get the vaccine. Now that's the sort of presidential tweet I can get behind. Uh, I can't remember who was it, Desi Doyle, who recently said on on one of the I think it was one of the late night shows uh, that the last four years of Donald Trump has been like waking every single morning with a jackhammer outside your bedroom window. <laughs>
3: yes, I can't at remember at 6 a.m. But that stuck with me too. Oh. It is uh, it is nice that it is so much more quiet and that we don't have to deal with the insanity of that constantly every few minutes.
1: We just have a whole nother sort of insanity that we have to deal with uh, every few hours. Uh, But by the way, uh, it is not unlike the president said there, it is not everybody is not eligible, as he said, uh, but everybody older than 16 years of age, uh, as Biden on Monday marked the arrival of his deadline for all adults to become eligible to receive the coronavirus vaccine. He had set the April 19 deadline about two weeks ago, moving up a previous target for this of May 1, moving that up by about two weeks. As of Monday, all 50 states plus D.C. and Puerto Rico have made U.S. adults over 16 eligible. On Wednesday, Biden plans to address the nation on the state of vaccinations in the U.S., As of Sunday, more than 131 million people, or just over half of U.S. adults, I think it's 50.4 percent as of Sunday, had received at least one shot, according to the CDC. About 84, just over 84 million people in the U.S. have now been fully vaccinated out of our population of some 350 million. I may have a bit more on that later, unless you want to bury my phones on, this, uh, on, on that topic or this next one, which incredibly is, for reasons that have only to do with money and power, money and power for Republicans specifically in any event, Uh, somehow controversial involving, well, different shots entirely. After we got off the air on Thursday night, there was yet another mass shooting that night, this one in Indiana. Uh, Which Nicole Sandler, who sat in for us on Friday's broadcast, thank you very much, Nicole, uh, she covered on the show, but the mass shootings in the U.S. have continued all weekend long to the point where you probably are about as confused as I was about which one is which, which one is new, which one you uh, may have already heard about, and which ones you haven't. Uh, It's quite confusing. So let me try to unconfuse both you and myself. Two gunmen in two separate shootings in two separate states were at large as of Sunday. One in Austin has now been apprehended and a person of interest has now been detained in the other in Kenosha County, Wisconsin. Uh, after each killed three people in what police described as targeted incidents. In Kenosha County, a confrontation at a bar left three dead and two people injured. Kenosha County Sheriff David uh, David Beth said, uh, quote, We do not believe this was a random act. We believe our suspect knew who he was targeting. Wisconsin's governor, Tony Evers, tweeted on Sunday that his, quote, heartbreaks for the people of Kenosha, the same area where a police officer shot Jacob Blake seven times on August 23 of last year, paralyzing him. And sparking weeks of protest and unrest there. Governor Evers tweeted that he and his wife are, quote, thinking of the families and loved ones affected and the entire Kenosha community as they grieve and grapple with yet another tragic incident of gun violence. That was one. Then the other one over the weekend, the shooting in Austin, Texas, happened in an apartment complex on the northwestern side of the city. Police said the killings were part of a domestic violence situation, though a strange one indeed. Paramedics responded just before noon to the shooting uh, on Sunday, which left two women and a man dead, according to authorities. Austin Interim Police Chief Joseph Chacon identified the suspect Um, As a former law enforcement officer, a former Travis County Sheriff's Office detective who was arrested last year and accused of sexually assaulting a child, the two weekend shootings uh, capped a recent spate of gun violence of late. The uh, three days before the Austin shootings, San Antonio International Airport in Texas was evacuated amid what pol- uh, what police called the beginning of an active shooter situation. In that incident, a man who had been shooting from a San Antonio overpass then proceeded to the airport and began firing at an officer into the terminal and indiscriminately, according to police. The officer returned fire and killed the—I think it's a man. As, uh, of course, on a Thursday night, a former employee arrived at the parking lot of a FedEx in Indianapolis, got out of his car, started shooting at people there. The 19-year-old man fatally shot eight people before killing himself. And on April 8, a gunman killed one person and shot five more, including a state trooper in Bryan, Texas— The shooting at a local cabinet company sparked a manhunt before police arrested a suspect that they said was an employee of the cabinet company. As to that FedEx shooting late at night on Thursday, we now have a bit more information over the weekend since Nicole covered it on Friday. The 19-year-old gunman who fatally uh, shot eight uh, people there at the FedEx uh, plant used two legally purchased assault rifles, according to police, over the weekend. They said the shooter, who was a former employee at the facility, bought rifles legally last July and September, 19 years old. But those purchases came months after his mother said that she feared her son would attempt, quote, suicide by cop. That led authorities to question the man at the time, temporarily to detain him for mental health reasons and to seize his pump action shotgun that he had at the time. The gun was not returned, according to officials, yet the alleged shooter um, went on to simply obtain more firearms, despite Indiana's red flag law aimed at keeping such weapons out of the hands of potentially dangerous people under that law. In Indiana, uh, uh, which, which is a measure adopted and debated in many states and recently recommended by an executive order from Joe Biden himself recommending it for passage in all 50 states since passing such laws at the federal level has been blocked for years by Republicans in thrall to the terrorists supporting NRA. So the only thing that Joe Biden can do is use his executive actions to say, hey, here's a red flag law that we recommend all states actually enact. Well, under red flag laws, officials can confiscate someone's weapon if they are believed to be a danger to themselves or to others, and then they have to go argue to a judge that the person should be prevented for some time uh, from having a gun. Indianapolis police police said on Saturday night that they can't say why the shooter was not subsequently barred from purchasing the weapons under the red flag law or whether authorities had even pursued the matter in court after initially confiscating his shotgun. If they uh, did not then go to court in the two weeks that followed the initial confiscation, the matter may have been dropped entirely, allowing the guy to— Go ahead and successfully pass any background checks that he may have encountered while purchasing two new assault style weapons in the months that followed.
3: That is quite a loophole.
1: Yeah, you think? The uh, the uh, attack was carried out. It was the sixth mass shooting in the U.S. in just the past five weeks. According to the count from Washington Post, it has anguished communities that are, again, calling for action to stop these violent assaults, which have now targeted offices, uh, stores, places of worship, movie theaters, nightclubs, colleges, grade schools, you name it. So, yeah, just stay out of those dangerous places, I guess. Or, as the Republicans in the NRA seem to now recommend, uh, everyone going to any one of those places, I guess, has to now arm themselves, because that's what real freedom looks like. Am I right, Republicans? The victims of Thursday's shooting... At the FedEx plant, ranged in age from 19 to 74, included recent high school gra- a recent high school graduate and a 68-year-old Indian immigrant. Four members of the Sikh community, in total, were killed. The massacre also hospitalized at least five people, with one in critical condition as of the weekend, according to the Indianapolis. Uh, police. There is still no official motive for the shooting, but the gunman, who uh, last worked at the Fed at, at that FedEx plant in uh, in 2020, was found dead at the crime scene uh, with what appears to be a self-inflicted wound. Under Indiana's red flag measure, authorities, as noted, have two weeks after seizing a gun to then go before a judge. But a red flag case, unfortunately, can stretch on for months as the person who lost the firearm makes their own case, according to Marion County uh, Prosecutor Ryan Mears. Uh, this, he told uh, to a local news station, last February was a loophole to be concerned about. During that time, the person, as noted, can buy another gun. Uh, the Prosecutor Mears, back in February, had urged lawmakers to fix it. But, of course, that would make too much sense and that would deny freedom so why would they? Am I right in the NRA? There is nothing preventing a person from purchasing, using, a bar, using or borrowing a firearm from someone else while their case is pending, Mears told uh, Fox 59 last year, back when lawmakers could have closed the loophole that might have saved at least eight lives today. The law, according to Mears, only applies to the dangerous firearm that the person had access to when the officer interacted with them. In a statement released on Saturday, Holes' family said, We are devastated at the, that's the uh, the shooter, Uh, his family said that we are devastated at the loss of life caused as a result of his actions. Through the love of his family, we tried to get him the help he needed. Well, they did. His own family. And apparently the law was on his side, not theirs. At least the Indiana law and, yes, the federal law, the law that allowed him to get more guns to kill people with. And so he did. Kathy Weinman of the group's Mom Demand Action said that she plans to send a letter to the governor demanding action. Thoughts and prayers aren't working, she said. Indianapolis uh, Mayor Joe Hogsett, a Democrat, told a crowd of roughly 200 people at a prayer visual over the weekend, I have to be honest, I've been asking myself the same question since Thursday. Oh, loving God, what more can we take? 37-year-old Michelle Parksey was supposed to be at work that day at the FedEx when the shooting occurred. She said she was on her way to work when she saw cops flying by her, and for some reason she knew they were going to FedEx. She said she was late because she had spent 40 minutes in a restaurant drive through She said she was mad about that, but it ended up saving her life. The single mom of three teenage sons said that she is thankful for every moment that she now has, with her sons. She said, if I had gone to work that night, I wouldn't have come home to my babies. I am all that they have. Just days before the shooting, uh, she, Parksy had a trained one of the victims. That would be 19-year-old Carly Smith, who was about to receive her first paycheck. Parksy said she was awesome. It is just heartbreaking. But of course, it is not as if Republicans are taking no action. Indiana's Republican U.S. Senator Todd Young called Sunday for, can you guess, more mental health services across all levels of government. There you go. It's not about the guns that make it so easy to snuff out the lives of dozens of people within seconds. It's about the lack of mental health treatment. Okay. Problem is, Republicans have also been undermining mental health treatment for years, going so far as to spend much of the past decade attempting to actually take away health care, including mental health care, from millions of Americans who only now have access to it thanks to the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, which Republicans came within one single vote of killing entirely. And also by withholding uh, its federally funded Medicaid expansion around the country, which includes mental health care for tens of millions of Americans in GOP-controlled states across the country. So when you hear them talking about, well, we don't have a gun problem, we have a mental health problem, A, they are lying. Yes, we have a gun problem. And B, yes, we arguably do have a mental health problem. All nations have a mental health problem, but only our nation has Republicans that go out of their way to prevent people from getting it, to prevent people from getting the health care that they need, only to turn around and say, well, you know, this is a mental health problem. We have to do something about that in our country. Gagan Paul Daliwal, a member of the Sikh community uh, who also spoke at this vigil on Sunday, added that the victims' families want to see common sense gun laws and stricter hate crime policies. He said this shooter had a shotgun confiscated, but was still able to get his hands on a rifle, on rifles, two rifles. The attack was yet another blow to the Asian-American community just a month after authorities said that six people of Asian descent were killed by a gunman in the Atlanta area. That was last month. And amid uh, ongoing attacks against Asian Americans during the coronavirus pandemic, about 90% of the workers at the FedEx warehouse in Indianapolis near the uh, international airport there are members of the local Sikh community, according to police. The shooting is the deadliest incident of violence collectively in the community, the Sikh community in the U.S. since 2012, when a white supremacist burst into a Sikh temple in Wisconsin and shot 10 people killing seven of them at the time. So if you're having trouble, like me, just keeping up at home, keeping score at home of all of these shootings over the past several weeks, our friend Eric Bullard of uh, Media Critic, uh, who writes the Press Run newsletter, he compiled this very short list of the mass murders over just the past month. Noting America's deadly scroll of mass murders does not have a pause button. March 16, eight dead in Atlanta, Georgia. March 22, 10 dead in Boulder, Colorado. March 28, five dead in Essex, Maryland. March 31, four dead in Orange County, California. April 7, six dead in Rock Hill, South Carolina. April 13, six dead in Allen, Texas. April 15, eight dead in Indianapolis, Indiana. And that doesn't even get us to the uh, uh, three dead apiece in two different incidents over the weekend in Kenosha, Wisconsin and Austin, Texas. Did he miss any others there? Maybe he did. Feel free to give me a call, 818-985-KPFK. Uh, or if you got any call, you know any thoughts on this how does it ever end give me a call let me know 818-985-KPFK It just never ends but yeah it's a mental health problem Never mind every single one of those shootings that I just named was made easier because of our the gun laws in this country most of them most of them receive their guns legally Uh, Eric Bullard also notes uh, we are stuck in this deadly loop because Republicans categorically refuse to pass common sense gun safety initiatives that enjoy overwhelming public support. Yes, even measures uh, to close minimal measures to close background check loopholes, which are favored by some 90 percent of NRA members. Those are not allowed to pass. Those are not even allowed up for a vote because of the filibuster in the U.S. Senate. Bullard says that's it. That's the only Beltway story that matters in terms of the habitual mass murders that plague America in a way that they haunt no other country on the planet.
3: Yeah, and just to be clear that the only reason that the United States has so so vastly more gun violence deaths than the rest of the developed world is only because of the availability of guns. That's it. That's That's the one common factor.
1: Oh, except for mental health. Des, that's the real problem. Mental health. If we only had mental health treatment that we're all blocking Americans from getting, we'd be just fine. Of course, you know, those are the mass shootings that I just went through by civilians. Then there are the cop killings that go on every day, even as closing arguments are being made on Monday in the cop killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Actually, within the past hour, the jury has now uh, left to deliberate as of this past hour in that case And even as nightly protests continue in the uh, killing of 20-year-old Dante Wright uh, up in uh, uh, Minnesota, pulled over for an air freshener hanging from his rearview mirror and expired tags on his car before he ended up being shot by a 26-year police veteran in neighboring Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Those protests, which uh, police have violently cracked down on each night, have resulted in unrest and looting as the police make things far worse than they need to. Even for journalists covering the protests. Let me, uh, we'll, we'll take a quick break here. We'll pick things up on the other side. I'll get into some of that. Plus, your calls on any of this and all of this today. 818 985 5735. 818 985 KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman, and you are listening to the Bradcast. <laughs>
3: And thanks.
1: Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from com with you here. Uh, I got uh, more on uh, this, as, as promised, on the attacks on journalists which are going on, which are, who are trying to cover the protests in Minneapolis. Uh, it was just it's some incredible stuff. I'll get to that in a moment. Let me take some of your calls, though. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to uh, Laura in Los Angeles. Hey, Laura, welcome to the broadcast.
4: Hi, how are you doing?
1: I'm hanging in there. How about yourself?
4: I'm um, doing okay. It's my... First day formally back on my school campus in Los Angeles.
1: Ah.
5: I
4: teach third grade, and we have very strict protocols: kids six feet apart, masks, certain uh, walking patterns. And at the end of the day, we had a meeting, and it's. Con-
1: uh oh! Did we lose you, Laura? Did we lose you? Let me. Let me. Uh, there we go. Do I have you now, Laura? Yes, I can. Sorry about that. Yeah, we, we I accidentally lost you for a second there. You said uh, at the end of the day you had, and then that's when I cut you off accidentally.
4: Oh, we, we had a meeting at the end of the day, and the principal said, by the way, all of these very strict protocols for COVID are all canceled if there's a shooter on campus. Now, imagine <laughs> an, an elementary Jeez. campus, pre-K to 5th, and the last words today were, if there's a shooter on campus, forget all the protocols. You know, go in the rooms, let anybody in who needs to run in, and lock down.
1: Oh, my God. As if you don't have enough to deal with. Laura, I have a couple questions for you as a teacher. So today was your first day back. Uh, Does that mean everybody, uh, all the students, were in in the class for the first time?
4: Well, the parents were given an option whether to send the kids back or not. Mm -hmm. Some elementary started last week. The others in L.A. Unified start this week, middle school, high school next week. So... The truth is I have 24 kids, but only two of my parents will send their kids back this week. The other 22 don't want to send the kids back yet. So I will half the day be with two kids and the other half of the day be online with the other kids.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to ask how many actually came back, just two of them at this point. Um, I was also going to ask if everybody was behaving the the social distancing, but I guess with only two in the class, that's not difficult. Did you get uh, your shots already, Laura?
4: I did, and I, I, um, it's been several weeks since the second one, mm-hmm. and um, our district has a great COVID testing system, so everybody coming on campus has to be tested at least once a week, mm-hmm. and uh, for COVID, it, it's really very strict protocols. It's even stricter than the counties right now, mm. quite honestly. It's, it's pretty strict protocols.
1: Did you feel comfortable today in school? That ever, um, yeah. You
4: know, I, I I feel comfortable with the protocols, but what I don't feel comfortable about is uh, it's a fairly new building, maybe 15 years old. There are no screens on the windows, so I can't open windows. Um, that bothers me. It wouldn't be safe to open windows without screens. Um, I do worry about some of our families live in very crowded conditions, mm-hmm. and so they may not be able to follow all COVID protocols cr- uh, COVID protocols, even within their own home. Mm -hmm. So, but it's as safe, I guess, as it can be. The kids are seated far apart and far from me. It's a very different kind of a situation. Wow. Um, I do think my district has worked with my union to make it as safe as it can
6: possibly be.
1: Well, I am glad to hear that. I'm glad to feel that you feel okay about going back. But uh, Laura, stay in touch with us, if you could, uh, as the weeks go forward. I'll be interested to see uh, if more kids uh, begin to... Show up and and how that is all going. Uh, I, I would really love to hear it. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna feel free to check in with us when you when you hear me on the air and I uh, call for calls if if sure. you want to call in. I'd love to hear from you. But I'm also gonna don't hang up. I'm gonna have uh, Desi uh, touch base with you here and maybe get your phone number so we can sort of talk to you as things move forward on our own. Hey, thanks, Laura. Really appreciate the call. Really appreciate your work. You bet. Uh, eight Thank one. You. you bet. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you got her there? I don't want to hang up on her accidentally. There you go. You'll figure it out. Thank you. Uh, 818-985-KPFK is our phone number. Let me uh, let me hit Brian here in San Diego. Hey, Brian. Welcome to the Bradcast.
7: Hey, Brad. How you doing, sir?
1: Hanging in. What's up?
7: Uh, well, I, I think we're going to disagree on a lot of topics, but that's the beauty of America is that we can have a civil discourse,
1: mm-hmm.
7: understand each other's point of view, and hopefully come together somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. One, is I'm a. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a CCW holder in California. Uh, I am not an NRA member. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm independent. Mm-hmm. But what I see here. Me too, the by the way. Is, I'm sorry?
1: Me too, by the way. So you're a concealed okay. carry holder. Right. Yeah, go ahead.
7: Yes. All right. So my concern is with some of the legislation they're trying to push through, they're using the word semi automatic. Mm-hmm. That's too broad of a brush to, to, to paint this with because a semi automatic is anything that's one bull, one bullet. An AR-15 is a semi-automatic weapon. Mm -hmm. One pull, one bullet. Same as a 9mm handgun, one pull, one bullet. If you start talking about banning anything and using the word semi-automatic, that means you're wanting to take away any and all handguns.
1: Well, no, no, you're not. No, a a revolver is not a semi-automatic, is it? Uh, uh, no, that would not be considered semi-automatic. So okay. A shotgun is is a, is a shotgun. Force. Hang on, uh, uh, Brian. Is a shotgun a semi-automatic? A shotgun would not be considered semi-automatic. Now there are
7: semi-automatic shotguns
1: that are manufactured yet. Okay. Is there is so a hunting is a hunting rifle, you know, where you have to you know actually oh, put the put the uh, the bullet in there and shoot. Is that a, a semi-automatic? Brad,
7: what I'm saying is what I'm saying is if you have to cock something in between each fire, then that would not be considered semi-automatic semi-automatics, you pull the trigger, a bullet comes. Uh-huh. So, so those, so those, fully automatic weapons, what with with they paint these, AMR, these uh, AR-15s to be, mm-hmm. are, uh, are not fully automatic. Fully automatic weapons are completely banned in the United States. They've been banned right. in
1: the 70s. Right.
7: So, so, my question is, I don't like the fact that there is a lot of mental illness. There are millions and millions and millions of guns in, in this country. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's very correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, more guns than there are people. So, yeah, go ahead.
7: And I am, and Brad, I'm going to tell you right now, I am all for a lot of the, the laws that I think that should be
1: enforced. Good.
7: And, and, and certain laws that should be passed. I have no problem with background checks. I went through background checks. I'm mm-hmm. an outstanding citizen. I don't have any background. Good. Criminal background. So I should be allowed to own a gun. Okay. Okay. So, when my so thing let, let me just,
1: Brian, done, Brian, done, let me uh, let me, bad. Brian, Brian, let me give you ask you a quick question. Are you a member of the NRA? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, good. Okay, then you have some credence. Go ahead. So, uh, so, so far, I think we're all in agreement. We can have uh, these laws. We can debate them. We can vote on them, and uh, close the background check loopholes, which is very low hanging fruit, to be uh, frank. Where do we disagree?
7: But I hear a lot of the rhetoric that from, from most sides of the liberal side is that, you know, guns are bad, guns are bad, guns are bad. Guns kill people. I, see, I hear that all the time. Guns do oh, kill that's people. The case. <laughs> okay, no, people kill people. Guns are the weapon.
1: Uh-huh.
7: So I'm going to ask you a question, Brad. So if my daughter flunks the math test in school, can I tell her to go tell the teacher that I didn't flunk the math test, my pencil did? I know that's a simplification. I know that's a simplification of the the topic. Yeah, but that's basically saying the same thing.
1: Yeah. Well, then let me, Brian. Let me let me let me me respond to that, Brian. Uh, If it turned out that we found that uh, students who were given pencils. Uh, failed math tests at an extraordinarily high rate, much higher than those who failed the math tests. Uh, math tests who used pens. Maybe we would start looking at why that is. Why the particular people who are using pencils. Uh, have had this problem. Maybe they're underfunded schools or something like that. We would look at the problem. But there is one thing that is all in common with all of these shootings and the n- not just the number of the shootings, Brian, but the number of, uh, of, of deaths and casualties that they cause can only be done with these semi-automatic uh, pistols, rifles, uh, large magazines. No. Why can't those be limited?
7: No, absolutely not. Because now you're taking away all handguns except for an old-school revolver. Okay. And that's that's not except. I mean, I, I, will, I will fight that. I mean, okay. I think
1: that, you're welcome I think to fight you to it.
7: Take away fully automatic, you want to take away fully automatic weapons, which we've already done? Uh-huh. I agree with that. If you want to close loopholes and background checks, absolutely I agree with that. Okay. If you want to do psychological evaluations on people that that may or may or may not you know, should be owning guns or not, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Okay. I agree with a lot of things, but when you come before the full-on, you know, grab all guns and, and take everything away from. It, Nope. old school musket from the civil war nope. that you have to reload every time. No. Nope. That's, that's just ridiculous.
1: Well, that is that would be ridiculous because that's that would be ridiculous because that is not what anybody's talking about. So when I, I assume you bought your uh, your what do you your semi-automatic. Do you
7: said you said banning the and you specifically is the word semi-automatic.
1: Correct. And that that doesn't—well, I understand that you do, Brian, and we went through a bunch of uh, uh, guns that are not muskets that are also not semi-automatic. I'm assuming you purchased your weapons after 2004, correct? Uh, Yes. Okay. Okay. Because— because you wouldn't have been able to buy them from 1994 to 2004, not legally anyway. And somehow the country did not collapse during those 10 years, but you know what did collapse? The number of people who were killed uh, by gun deaths collapsed during those years from 1994 to 2004 until the ban on semi-automatic weapons uh, was uh, sunsetted and George W. Bush and the Republicans decided not to continue it. But let me ask you this, Brian. So we agree on a lot. we Disagree on on uh, when it comes to certain points, but do you believe in democracy, Brian? Absolutely. Okay, so fine. I think we are in agreement here. You would like to? But here's the Okay, so, no, here's the thing,
7: Brian. What, so no, here, you put a vote out in this country. Uh huh. You put a vote out in this country that you, you you would ask people and everybody just votes yes or no. Yeah. Do you want to ban all 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 weapons that are that are considered semi-automatic? That would lose on both Democrat and Republican sections. Not just Republicans own
1: guns.
5: Okay.
7: Democrats own guns. Independents own guns. Okay. That's great. Guns. That's that great. The problem, perhaps, no,
1: no, no, no. Hang on. There's Brian, there's Brian, there's Brian there's let me let Brian, you you talk, I talk, you talk, I talk. Let's work it out. So uh the good news can I ask you a is the, you can in a second. Let me ask you a question. The good news is we don't have national referendums. What we have is our democracy is a representative uh republic. And the problem is our democracy. Is broken because Republicans will not allow this to come up for a vote in the U.S. Senate. If you agree, if you believe vote, in democracy, if you're not worried about democracy, then I'm sure you would have no problem calling for a vote in the U.S. Senate for any of these things we're talking about. Correct?
7: The vote in the U.S. Senate. If the vote in the U.S. Senate was to ban all weapons that are considered semi semi-automatic you would find about 85% of Democratic representatives Mm -hmm. would not support that bill. If they did, they would lose out in a heartbeat. I got it. Except Except uh, for the time
1: I got it. Except for the time that they didn't lose in 1994 when that did pass. That said, you are joining me in condemning the NRA and condemning the Republicans in blocking a straight up or down vote of the people in the U.S. Senate. And hey, if they vote against it, like you say, then we've got no problem. So you're in favor. You're calling for a vote in the Senate on, on all of these things, yeah. right?
7: Uh, I, I think that, that there's certain gun laws should be voted upon, yes. As, as far as using the word completely uh, I mean, hey, I, like I said, it's a Democrat, I, Democrat, democracy. I can't argue with it. Yeah. If it comes up for
1: a vote, I'd like to see what happens. Well, no, you, you're calling for it to come it. up for a vote. The only reason it hasn't come up for a vote is because Republicans do not believe in democracy. They are not allowing this to come up for a vote. So if the exact same law that passed in 1994 that took away assault weapons that banned the sale of them came up uh, for a vote, you say that it would lose. That's fine. But you join me in calling for that because you and I both agree uh, that we support Democracy.
7: That vote now. If that vote went through. Mm-hmm. Does that mean the future banning the future sale of any and all semi-automatic, or is that yeah. coming to my house and taking my gun?
1: No, I think it was uh, for future sales, as I recall. The old law was
7: all right, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. As long as you're not going to be able to uh, uh, offering. Cool. Uh, these these people, militants, right. come in and just snatch guns out
1: of people's houses. Then we ag- then we agree. So uh, that said, uh, although it might include some buybacks. Like you can get some money if you turn it in, and so forth. That said, Brian, it sounds like we agree on everything as long as you're calling for democracy in the U.S. Senate, as I am. And I got to get to a break here, but you did have a question for me, and I want to make sure that uh, you get you get that in.
7: Okay, so my, my, it's more of a state But here's my thing: is that, that criminals use guns too, and and I hate to say it, if someone has. In their mind, that they're going to they're going to commit a crime and uh-huh. utilize a gun to do it. Yeah, I highly doubt they because the law passed. Now they're going to say, "No, nah, I better not use that gun because it's you know it's illegal to use that gun." I'm already committing a crime. Yeah, I don't care what the law is on the yeah. gun. They're going to use it anyway. So if you take the guns away from the citizens that that are law abiding like myself, yeah. And criminals don't care about the laws that are used
1: to guns, no matter what they're doing. I'll tell you what, you let me know, you let me know when there's, and, and that wasn't a question, that was a statement, so i got to let you go, but uh, you let me know. My email address is bradcast at bradblog.com, because we went through this a couple of years ago. I was asking anybody to show me any sort of uh, event where a semi-automatic weapon was needed for defensive purposes, where, you know, a shotgun or a, a, a revolver would not have done the same thing thing. We couldn't find any. If you can find any, Brian, send them to me, bradcast at bradblog.com, alright? I gotta run. Brad, I want to
7: thank you very much. I, I want to thank, thank you. very much for your time and taking the chance to, to, to have a civil discourse about this.
1: Always enjoy thank it. You. Thanks, Brian. Don't be a stranger. 818-985-5735. Uh, sorry everyone else is hanging on. I will get to you. Let me take a quick break here and we will come back. Uh, yeah, we'll come back with your calls. I'm trying to get to this press thing, but well, we may have to wait. Alright, Brad Friedman, this is the Bradcast. Don't touch that dot. Hey, this is Brad. If you haven't noticed by now, it's no easy feat finding facts, real facts, not alternative facts over your public airwaves. We try to bring you real facts, truth and clarity without fear or favor each and every day on the broadcast. But we need your help to do it, and that help is needed more now than ever. Please stop by bradblog.com slash donate today. That's bradblog.com slash donate, and thanks. <music> back. It's the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman from Bradblog.com. You know what? I wanted to talk about this because there has been this assault on journalists who are covering the uh, protests up in Brooklyn City, uh, Minnesota, and it is absolutely appalling. The uh, Minnesota State Patrol has been ordered by a judge uh, to not attack journalists. They are doing it Anyway, they are making them lie on the ground on their stomachs. This happened on Friday night. Lie on the ground uh, to check their credentials, to take photographs of their driver's licenses, which is exactly what the judge said they were not supposed to do. There's also some video that went viral over the weekend of uh, a couple of uh, journalists, uh, a cameraman uh, and and a, a journalist who's with him being pepper sprayed straight in the face, despite the fact that they you know they are clearly journalists there. They've got cameras over their shoulders. They got uh, uh, you know yellow vests on that say press. Uh, It is absolutely appalling. But I think we're going to be talking about policing some more as the week goes on. Uh, So maybe I'll have another chance to circle back to that because there's a lot of folks on the very
3: serious up there uh, in Minnesota.
1: It is. There's a lot of folks uh, who want to get through here today while I have access to the phone. So let's do that. Uh, Let me go to Lynette in Los Angeles. Hey, Lynette, welcome to the broadcast.
6: Hello, Brad. Long time no talk to Oh, good to
1: hear from Absolutely. you, Lynette.
6: <laughs> it's been a while, I tell you. These are some interesting times. Yes. No doubt about it. Yes. I mean, anytime you got to hear from Laura, the teacher, about, you know, guns, shooters, and all that.
1: Unbelievable, you
6: know? so yeah. Praise the Laura, we're still here. We get to get up another day and fight all this madness. Yep. I mean, but... To me, it's like, where is it, you know, with our policy with these guns that we don't have to make these people carry insurance, uh, you know, the gun manufacturers paying, you know, extra taxes. I'm talking about the manufacturers now. I'm not talking about the people that carry guns. They're Mm -hmm. paying taxes. You know, we can't just talk about sensible gun legislation without getting everybody – in on this because they are all a part of the problem mm-hmm. you know and to me it, it gets down to our culture of guns and violence too you know we yep. really need to you know purge ourselves of this i mean dr king and others have tried to show us the way of nonviolence. You know, but at the same time, you know, it's like a habit, a really bad habit, you know. Yeah. And maybe we can even have like a, a gun buyback program, yeah. you know. People sure. don't even have bread at home, but they've got a gun.
1: Listen, it you worked know? in That's Australia. There was, and uh, Ernie Canning, our um, our uh, uh, legal contributor at Bradblog.com, writes about it today and explains how uh, Second Amendment uh, folks are just absolutely lying about the Second Amendment. When I say Second Amendment, folks, I mean like the NRA who says that, you know, doing anything, uh, putting any restrictions whatsoever uh, on guns in any way, shape, or form is somehow a violation of the Second Amendment. The notion that was passed in uh, uh, the—that was approved or held by the U.S. Supreme Court in the Heller case, that the Second Amendment gives the right uh, for individuals to carry guns— as opposed to a well-regulated militia, was a joke of a ruling oh, yeah. by an activist uh, Supreme Court I uh, Alito. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry.
6: Um, can I interject here? Yes, too. you can. Yeah, you heard about the Supreme Scalia,
1: Court, right? not Alito. Yeah, go ahead.
6: About how, how, how Biden is going to have a, this commission mm-hmm. instead of just appointing more judges on the federal. I mean, on the uh, mm-hmm. you know Supreme Court. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, what is that going to look like? But as, you, as you, you know, to me, it's like we need to definitely do everything yep. in our toolbox to get our country right, and we need to even take some pointers from New Zealand. That lady, she is taking care of business down there. No talk of vaccinations. Australia and New Zealand, they back to the normal. I mean, they back to the air travel and everything, mm-hmm. and they did it the right way.
1: Well, what I mean, what I started to say. What I started to say, Lynette, about Australia, since you had brought it up, I'll just say it real quick. Ernie writes about it at Bradblog.com in that piece today. But Australia had a terrible massacre back in the 90s. They banned all uh, uh, semi-automatic and fully automatic weapons. They had a buyback program. They did not have any mass shooting incidents for for a decade or two or three thereafter. Anyway, very quickly, Lynette, yeah, you started to say about New Zealand and reopening down there.
5: Yeah,
6: but they're back to they're back to normal. They're they've got their tourism back, and it's like to me they did, they're not vaccination this vaccination that you know all this experimental stuff that nobody knows what the long term effects will be, and that they cannot sue. You know, well, they, companies are putting out these vaccinations. They don't have none of that
1: drama, Lynette. They, they, they the reason they're open, New Zealand is open, is because it was months ago that they got down to zero cases because they had rather draconian social distancing rules. They actually did a real lockdown, and they eradicated the virus on the what is a very large island of New Zealand. So, it, you know, anyway, Lynette, go get your shots if you haven't because. I want you to be around for a long time to call into me, all right? I got to run.
6: Brazil is not a joke. Uh, all right, uh,
1: okay. All right. I, I, I didn't hear Brazil, what
6: you they got something they got something in Brazil that will eat through your immunity cells. I don't know. We're gonna have to be taking HIV medicine now, but we got these vaccinations, no end in sight, and it's probably gonna be HIV medicine next.
1: No, I don't think I don't think so, Lynette. We'll we'll talk in the future. Get a shot, stay alive, because I love you. Thanks for calling in. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, Let me go to Mark in, uh, there we go, Mark in Salem, Oregon. Hey, Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Hello. Hi there. Um,
2: First of all, I'd like to thank you for your excellent coverage of the whole Trump era.
1: (laughs) Thank you, I guess. Now that we're
2: past that, the (laughs) reason I called is because I am the survivor of a mass shooting. Mm. And and also, the person that did the shooting was a policeman.
1: Mm. How long ago was this? Yeah. 2013. Wow. Well, I'm glad you survived it. You were actually shot in the shooting, or you were just uh, there at the time?
2: I was there. um, It was in a music venue. I was playing music that night. Uh, And uh, I heard loud pops, and the next thing I saw was was people crawling on the ground. And I'd never seen anything like that. I still didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And then I noticed some people weren't crawling
1: And would you be in favor of these laws that I was talking with Brian about uh, to, uh, A, come up for a vote on any of them, but uh, the most uh, controversial, I guess, uh, banning uh, the weapon, uh, uh, you know, semi-assault weapons entirely?
2: Absolutely. I'm in favor of a vote for that. All right.
1: Thanks. My
2: situation is I just want to say that um, you mentioned something about mental health services as a solution. Mm-hmm. System,
1: well, that was Republicans sure. who did that, but yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, you know, whoever's saying that, yeah, um, you know, I've been trying and trying and trying for the last seven, eight years to uh, fully recover from um, the effects of, of that, and I really feel for the people, for example, hmm. who witnessed the George Floyd incident, even though it wasn't a shooting, or whoever yeah. goes through this. I mean, we have a long road
1: you know we do indeed thanks uh, thanks mark uh do stay safe hopefully you're able to get access to care there and by the way hopefully you got a covid shot uh, let well, I me. me
2: call to discuss that <laughs> Alright,
1: okay, well, well I get maybe we're going to have to fight about that another time uh, Anyway, thanks Mark, stay safe up there really appreciate the call uh, Do I have time for one or two more? Let me get in real quickly here uh, Suzanne in West Hollywood Hey Suzanne, welcome to the broadcast
5: Hi Brad, how are you doing?
1: Hanging in there, I only got a minute Real <laughs> quickly, go
5: <laughs> um, Okay, I uh, basically Was saying in principle I agree With the uh, 16 to 16 16 and up, uh, vaccination. However, I believe our tier, the, the tier I'm in 50 to 64 only had two weeks to, uh, get a shot. And here it's very difficult. Mm. Um, and I have been, uh, active in trying to get home vaccinations to city of West Hollywood, um, who've been denied it by the department of health. Um, and, uh, there's a lot of us, Poor people, believe it or not, mm-hmm. in West Hollywood, a lot of low income housing, mm-hmm. a lot of moderate income housing, a lot of rent control housing, and seniors. Um, and the Department of Health has uh, basically said nope. It's just these underserved areas well, right. for people all over the place.
1: I hear you, Suzanne. <laughs> We're going to have to pick that up on another show. And uh, I really do appreciate your call and pointing that out. Hopefully it's getting easier. Let me give Mo 10 seconds. Go, Mo.
7: What is the most dangerous job in the world, Brad? If you get it right, I'm going to make a $100 donation to your show. What is the most dangerous job
1: in the world? <laughs> uh, hosting the broadcast. Nope.
7: Damn it. journalists. I'll get
1: you 50. <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks, Mo. Uh, and thanks to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. Drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. My thanks to my producer, Desi Doyen, to my board operator, Ricky Herrera, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. You can find me on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the TheBradBlog. We'll see you there until we see you here next time. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.